Good afternoon. We are here to celebrate the Honorable Val Phillips, so I know we got more energy tonight. Let's try it again. Good afternoon. As was mentioned, I am Milele A. Cobb. I have the honor and the privilege of representing this, the 6th Aldermatic District. And I would not be here if it were not for Val Phillips. We know there is a long list of the many firsts that Val was able to accomplish. The one that has impacted my life the most is her kicking open the doors to City Hall to be the first African-American and the first woman to ever sit on Milwaukee's Common Council. So let me give you a little history. While in the history of this city, there have been over a thousand men who have served as aldermen or council members. There have only been 15, do you hear me, 15 women who have served in that position. I am the 14th woman. When I was elected in 2008, I remember Val came to our inauguration and she walked with me back over to my new office. And in 2008, I was the only woman out of 15 members. And she began to tell me stories of her being the only woman on the council and how she dealt with it. And as we walked into my office, uh, which was the smallest office down there with a big old pillar in the middle. I felt some kind of way about it until she began to tell me the story of how when she first started, they didn't even have offices at City Hall and how they later created those offices and she got the smallest one because there were so many aldermen they had to pair up in the, in the rooms and no one wanted to pair with her. So she said, I just said, hey, I'm a woman anyway. I got women things to do. I don't need y'all in the office with me. So give me the small office so I can just take it on my own. So I served for four years in that office with a, with a feeling of honor, having shared those four walls um, with her. As I continue to serve and have served for the last 10 years, I remember not just that conversation, but so many more. Uh, through the years that she shared with me. I also, also stand before you as the youngest woman ever elected to Milwaukee's Common Council at 30. But the woman I beat in age was Val Phillips. She was 32 when she got elected. She was the youngest woman ever elected to the Common Council before I was. So it's plenty of Val stories that I could sit here and share with you, and I'm sure we all, everyone in the crowd has one or two of the way that she has impacted our lives uh, so much. So one of the things that Val wanted, she wanted deeply, was for 4th Street to be named after her. And for those of you who don't know the history, uh, she, she chose a few reasons why she chose 4th Street. Because on her passing, a lot of people said, oh, we should do North Avenue, we should do Capitol, we should do Walnut, we should, every street in the book. And I said, no, we are doing 4th Street. We are doing 4th Street because it's what Val wanted. And the four reasons she gave for wanting it was this. She grew up going to church at St. Mark's when it was on 4th Street. She went to the school right behind us, um, 4th Street. She got married at St. Mark's. Her and Dale Phillips got married at St. Mark's when it was on 4th Street. And 4th Street is adjacent to Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King Drive, who she considered a dear friend 
um, an ally in the civil rights movement. So it was no question for me what street I was going to fight for to become the Val Phillips, Val R. Phillips Avenue. Additionally, something Ms. Phillips was very clear personally to me about was she wanted the street to go all the way from Capitol to St. Paul. Let me say that again, from Capitol to St. Paul. That was deeply important to her because she said, and I quote, this city did Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. an injustice by not allowing his street to go all the way through. So when she had, she had formed a, a, a street name team and had people who were trying to help make it happen, and she came to myself, Alderman Hamilton and Alderman Kovac, and there's some things we tried, and unfortunately we weren't able to do it while she was living. But I have to say, upon her passing, I give so much great credit to my colleagues, to the community, to so many stakeholders who rallied behind and in support of this is like a day of completion for me because it's like the one thing she asked for that we didn't deliver. So I am so proud to stand before you today being able to deliver, not just because of her request, because of what I believe it means for this community, this city, this state, this, this state and even this nation. Because although she is our homegrown jewel, the achievements that she was able to make have impacted the nation and the world. As I look at the faces out here in this, um, here today, it's people who've been impacted in so many different ways and levels that I couldn't even begin to explain. But with her life of service, she never hesitated to be a helpmate to all of us. So naming this street is just one small piece of a thank you in her honor and in her memory. And as you drive up and down it or take trolley rides down it later today, and as you bring your children down it, and as it stays as a street for years to come, I would hope that these stories of Val and her impact on this city, this nation, this country, and your lives continue to be told so that her legacy goes on and is continued. And thank you all for being here today in this celebration. At this time, I want to bring up uh, the mayor of this great city, uh, Mayor Tom Barrett. Of course, you know, us aldermen got together and got enough support for the 4th Street, um, but none of it would have happened if it were not for the support of uh, Mayor Tom Barrett. So I bring forth uh, Mayor Barrett. Thank you, Alderman. Good morning. The sun is shining today, and I'm proud to be here today, and I want to thank Alderwoman Cox for leading the charge on the Common Council. Uh, it's important I see Alderman Stamper, I see Alderman Pukowski who are here as well. I, I'm sure there are other aldermen I'm missing, so I apologize for that, but it's important for us um, to recognize the work that they did. And I want to start out uh, talking about Bell's youth, um, because as Alderman Cox said, she was 32 when she was first elected. Um, but there's a story that, that I tell, and I'm telling this story because in the last 10 years of her life, um, Bell said to me numerous times, please tell that story again. 
she was always good at letting us know what she wanted us to do, like the street naming, but she liked this story. So I'm going to share a story that involves me with her. I grew up here in Milwaukee on the west side, and back in the 1960s, I was a paper boy. Uh, 1967, 1968, and so I delivered my papers, and then I read the paper a lot, and and I kept reading about this Val Phillips, this Val Phillips, this Val Phillips, um, and as a young boy, 13 years old at that time, I was convinced of two things about Val Phillips: one, she was very, very powerful, and second, she was very, very old. Uh, that was the part that she liked. Uh, because again, this is well over 50 years ago, and she was a young woman at the time. But for a 13-year-old for boy, she seemed like she could have been 100 years old. Later in life, I would say, um, that now here we are 30, 40, 50 years later, and she looks younger than I do. Um, and there was a lot of truth to that as well, because we know that she kept her beauty all the way into her 90s. And it wasn't just her physical beauty, it was her inner beauty. And I think that's what we all appreciate more than anything, is her inner beauty. Her amazing ability to be incredibly effective, being very polite, being very graceful, and being very effective. I mean, it just, it just she had it all. She had it all. And she, she never suffered fools. She always made sure... You, you knew what you wanted. And so when the alderwoman was talking about having the street named after her, yes, there's no question. We all knew that, that she wanted a street named after her. And the challenge was, okay, how do you do it with the rules we have for living beings and for, living, for being alive? What do you do? What street should it be? And there were, I think we probably went through a dozen different streets talking about, is this the right street to do? And it had to be significant. I think that's what we all agreed. It had to be significant. So when Alderwoman Cox talks about the length of the street, she's right on. This, this had to be something important. And in all the time that I am mayor, this is without a doubt the most significant street renaming that we have had. Without a doubt. And it should be because without a doubt, she's the most significant person who's been involved in our community really for our lifetime. And so... As I drove over here and I drove past Meineke and Knapp and all these streets, and I'm thinking, who are these streets named after, right? That's a, let's face it, that's what we think of when we go down on many of these streets. Who was this person? Who was this person? Every person here today has the honor of having known Belle Phillips. And we were honored to live in her presence, in her time, and to see what she accomplished at the local level, on the bench, at the state level, in the community, and most of all, in our hearts. So thank you all for being here today to honor a woman that we all love and respect, Val Phillips. Thank you very much. i got to bring the mic down after the mayor. Thank you, Mayor, for your comments. Uh, I would be remiss if I did not recognize all of the elected officials that I see in the crowd. I see those who represent not only the city, the state, and, the, and Congress. So I ask that if you are an elected official, please raise your hand or stand up if you're seated. You can stand. I also know we have a number of people running for office as well as judges. Thank you again for coming out today. As everyone has mentioned before, Val holds a lot of titles, not only being a trailblazer, not only being a first of many, 
but she also holds the title of mom. So I ask that her son, Michael Phillips, come to the stand now to also speak. Mel R. Phillips, my mother. It's interesting that, uh, is this on? Can you hear me? It's interesting that uh, we're naming a street after my mother because uh, she was not the best driver. <laughs> when I was a young boy, um, we got a ride, my brother and I, uh, down to the city hall my mom was driving. And uh, I don't know if you know, you, I'm sure you do, there's a yellow line in the middle of the street. The yellow line is traffic on one side goes one way and traffic on the other side goes the other way. It is not to straddle. There are a number of people here who, in her later life, I'm sure, understood my mother as a passenger in their car. And she appreciated and loved that. I want to thank Malele Coggs. If, if not for Malele, we would not be here today. All of the hours, all of the hard work that she has put in uh, to make this happen are truly appreciated. Malele, bless your heart. Uh, there was a substitute ordinance that they sent to me um, in order for my to, to take a look at it, review it, and it, um, it went through a number of firsts. And I'm sure that uh, people here have all heard that litany of first, so I'm not going to go through them today. But, um, and that maybe someone else will, I don't know, but I'm not going to do that. Um, it did sort of catalog my mother's career as a, as a, a student, a public servant, and a civil rights pioneer. Um, I would simply add to what they recorded in that legislative document that my mother's social significance has rebounded in recent years through the Wisconsin Public Television's production and airing of a 2015 documentary. It's called Vel Phillips' Dream Big Dreams. And if, if anyone's not seen it, it's still, I believe, on their website. It does uh, give you an idea of my mother's life and her significance, her impact from start to finish. It's a very good production. I can tell you that not a week passes without a request for my mother's appearance, either by telephone, in person, or via Skype, from some Wisconsin grade school class. I get calls from Rhinelander, Dane County, Eau Claire, all around the state, grade schoolers, wanting my mom to either appear or speak to them or an interview, small kids. Each one seeks her story. Unfortunately, my mother's life has passed away, but I would say that her significance remains as strong today as it ever was. Considering some of the, let's just say, some of the challenging environments for race in this country, this renaming, it suffuses with permanence 
Milwaukee's commemoration of her homegrown civil rights icon, a woman, Belle R. Phillips, who fought for the freedoms not only of Milwaukee's minority citizens, but for all of her citizens. Thank you. Now I would ask that Lilo Allen come and give us a word. Oh man, I'm much shorter than everybody that was on that stage. I'm gonna do this. How y'all feeling? Good, good. Thank y'all for sharing this space with me. Um, I wasn't prepared to perform. I was actually just uh, uh, working in my pop-up shop, so I'm the owner of Papyrus and Charms, and uh, also a poet, and I'm just so happy to be here. Thank y'all for sharing the space. Um, what I do know about Belle Phillips' legacy is that uh, she taught us that we all have a shared struggle, and that we all have a foot in that race to civil rights and to equality and equity and dignity for everybody. So um, I'm just going to share a piece that's about being a magical black girl. And so, it's called Hair Grease. I hope y'all like it. <clears throat> Before Frank Lucas, black girls had that blue magic. Scalps shiny like eyes on penny candy dishes over your grandmother's house. You knew you were leaving with a pocket full of strawberry print wrappers and you never knew where she got them from, yet you never bothered to ask her. <laughs> I remember being with my cousin and me, listening to TLC. She gelled my edges down with less jamming. Jam we did, arguing over our favorite members of Immature. We were so immature. We laughed and then we cried, or whether I cried because she started my braids off too tight. I would <laughs> reach my hands up to my head like a prayer, asking God for the pain to be over soon. I pretended to scratch like I had that itch in my back. But really, I was checking to see how many sections she had left to braid. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Really, I was checking to see how many sections she had left to braid. Man, I miss those braids. Man, I miss being a little girl from the north side, underwear that she was from the rough side of town, 37th and center. And we was trays all day while we played all day. Black babies performing miracles like Jesus or Neo by dodging bullets all day. We ran astray. And so we was told to take our butts in the house by the streetlights. Never had to be told twice. This was common knowledge. So technically, since shorties, we been speaking light and shine like the sun we did. Because before Frank Lucas, black girls had that blue magic. We was sitting between our mama's legs, and it was like being born again. And she was Moses. She was an artist, and she transformed your field full of knots into a river of barrettes, the supreme architect. She literally changed her geography and how godlike was she because mama knew that her hands held the power to mold you into the woman you didn't know you would become. Mama knew that if you move too quick, you just might get burned. So she cursed us heavy and wielded curling irons like weapons every time our heads would turn. <laughs> mama always taught us to sit up straight, eyes forward and wait of the day when little black girls whose scalps shone like the pavement after downpour realized that blue magic made way for the black magic that we now hold it down for. Thank you all so much for sharing this
better than that. Thank you, Lilo. I will now remember my black magic, my blue magic, every time. And I will also remember, Michael, what the yellow line means. I have a whole new vision as I drive down the street. Now I'd like to bring to the podium Jasmine Johnson. She is the first Val Phillips Trailblazer awardee. Good morning, Milwaukee. What an amazing day to be on such a historic corner for an iconic individual. First and foremost, thank you to the Alderwoman Malele A. Coggs of the 6th District and to all of the dignitaries and elected officials here today, and specifically to Attorney Michael Phillips and the entire Phillips family. Thank you not only for being here today, but thank you for sharing your mother with each and every one of us. You know, Alderwoman Coggs started off her her words and remarks this morning by talking about she wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the Honorable Belle Phillips. But the truth of the fact is neither one of us would be here without her. And so even though she stood small in frame, she was mighty in intellect, mighty in vision, and mighty in moral greatness. In an era of time where even in today, it appears that the moral compass of America is of question. And whether it was coming encounter with her at NAACP meetings, at other events throughout the community, there was a specific question that every time she saw me, she would ask. Are you doing what you're supposed to do? Are you doing your part? And the last encounter that we had and we shared was actually at Girls' Day at City Hall another iconic and epic event that the older woman has put together over the last several years down at City Hall, giving young ladies uh, an entry point to understand the life of public service and other careers throughout the city. And the first thing I did when I walked up to her in that moment, after all of these years of her asking me those two questions, the first thing I said and how I greeted her was, I am doing what I am supposed to do, and I am doing my part. And she looked at me and she said, well, you finally got it. <laughs> and so as I watched her growing up, because I was one of those great schoolers down at Golda Meir, building my history reports based on her and had to refresh it every single year because there was still something of one of her first to learn from from year to year. So even moving into a womanhood and being the mother of an African-American black boy in this city, being able to pull from her grace and her class, how she led in effectiveness, but still had the grace to raise an amazing set of young men. And so I still look forward to those moments that I can always pull from, whether it's working collectively in this community to stop a Dollar Tree in Brownsville that now stands. I think in those moments of planning, we all channeled our inner veil Phillips energy. And I challenge every one of you to ask yourself daily as we walk in those footsteps that she trailblazed the way for, are you doing what you're supposed to do? And are you doing your part? Thank you so much for joining us here as we are on the corner of Vail, our Phillips Avenue and North Avenue. Thank you.